Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad Coron, also known as Jeep and Bubba. And today, well, we're continuing that interview series I was talking about. Um, we are going to be doing a live Q&A with three different guys from the Black Bear Off-Road Trail Team. We got uh, three different guys that are friends, but also have been customers of Black Bear Off-Road. And we're recording this from the office of Black Bear. So, kind of something special. We're gearing up. We're headed to, uh, to Windrock this weekend. But I got uh, three different guys with me here. I'm going to introduce them individually and have them say something a little bit uh, about their vehicles. And then we're going to flip the script. And they're going to be asking me the questions. Um, and we're doing it kind of... Uh, impromptu uh, because they prepared the questions but I have not uh, seen them so it's going to be kind of live for you and we're also recording this live on YouTube um, so you'll be hearing this post dated but you you can actually go on and watch the YouTube video if uh, if you want to see what our, what our uh, beautiful faces look like anyways with no further ado to, I'm going to start left and go to my right in the circle here I've got uh, uh, Johnny to my left. Sorry, I was reading comments here on YouTube. Um, you got Johnny to my left. And uh, Johnny, uh, I've actually known uh, the longest and everybody in the room. We actually went to Buford High School together. And um, anyways, reached out to me and we started working on his Jeep wheeling together, doing some stuff. And uh, why don't you tell us, Johnny, uh, about your Jeep. And at the end, uh, give us your Instagram handle if anybody wants to check that Jeep out. Cool. Um, so I drive a 2014 Jeep Wrangler uh, JKU. It's the 75th year edition. Um, has a whole bunch of modifications done to it. Sitting on 38 inch uh, Patagonia tires. Uh, those are wrapped on some Black Rhino Kelso 17. Recently rooms. installed at Black Barrel Road. Yeah, those those are Shameless the latest. Book. Yeah, those are the latest. Latest things done to that. Um, it has a whole bunch more. Um, you can check that out on my Instagram. That's at John Tomino underscore Bay. Um, yeah, little play on uh, Guantanamo Bay. Nice. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, check him out on Instagram. He's got a cool build. Um, Johnny's got some really nice, um, subtle, what would you say, like accessorized colors to it. I really like what he's done there. Um, it's a very clean, clean build. So uh, you'll be able to see it. You've probably seen it in some videos before, but you're really going to see it eat this weekend at Windrock. And that video will be out next week about uh, Wednesday or Thursday, so look forward to that. Let's shoot across. This guy drove this morning from Dover, Tennessee. You've heard me shout him out more than any person on this podcast. This is my boy, Old Shelby. Shelby Thomas. Shelby, tell him what you got. And a little bit about yourself. And if they want to find you on Instagram, I know you're a big social media influencer, so tell them where they can find you. Uh, I got a 2016 Jeep Rubicon. Uh, it's got a three and a half inch rock crawler lift, 34 inch Nitto trail grapplers. Um, that's about it. That's about it? I guess, yeah. Um, Shelby actually joined us uh, on the Black Bear Pass trip. And in other ones, he's been at the trail cleanups, um, the last Windrock video. And so uh, today we did a little tweaking. Rock Crawler actually had a recall on their bushings. So if you have a Rock Crawler lift, like a mid-arm kit for JK, 
and you got some squeaking going on, check with Rock Crawler. They got some bushings they're sending out. We did the job, and um, once you figure out what you're doing, it doesn't take long, and hopefully it'll make us a nice, smooth, quiet ride this weekend. And uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to Brandon Cordell. Uh, Brandon has got a well. I'll just let you tell us all about this Cherokee that is your baby. Yes, sir. It's a 2000 Cherokee XJ. Got a four and a half inch zone lift, sitting on 33 inch Pro Comp Extreme MT2s with uh, Mamba Wheels. The Mamba Wheels, thank you. Yeah. We had a little uh, nice brand freeze there. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Fun setup for sure. Had a had a good time building it with Bubba and the crew over here at Black Bear Off Road. Absolutely. Uh, they say the best J is the XJ. He's frameless and shameless. So, anyways, uh, the reason I wanted these three guys in here is, I mean, not to call them out, but I get a lot of questions on Facebook Messenger. But these three are my top three question askers, and it's not a bad thing because they're learning. They want to know. Like, what should they run on their vehicle? Or just some questions here or there. And all three are very nice, friendly gentlemen that I like hanging out with. So we've got some nice adult bubbly beverages here. And we're going to do some, uh, I guess they're going to shoot some some actual more questions at me live today. That should be fun. I think that make for a fun podcast. If you're just joining us live on YouTube, we are recording a podcast live. So this is what it's kind of like when we do a podcast. You can always see Johnny, but i got a couple other guys here in the room. Keep listening in. But anyways... Johnny's going to start us off with a couple of his questions. Um, hopefully there's some good ones. And if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to shoot them over on Messenger. We can get those out as well. Let's hear them, Johnny. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess my first question is, is um, yeah, so I've known you since high school. Uh, and oh, no. not saying that you're a totally different person oh, than no. you were in high school. Um <laughs> Because you've always really been into vehicles. I was skinnier, you're right. <laughs> um, maybe a little stronger, too, I don't know. I was swole back then. Yeah. Um, you've always been into vehicles, but yeah, what, got sure. you, what got you into off-roading vehicles? Because you had a, a, I would say, more street-looking Oh yeah. yeah, I love mini trucks, still do. But uh, actually, mini trucks got me into off-roading. So what happened was, um, me and my wife had just got married. Didn't have a ton of money, and I had a 1984 Nissan 720, blew the motor on it, and I was like, what am I going to drive? Kyle had a two-wheel drive XJ for 800 bucks. Bought it, and that's it, man. I owned El Jeeps. Presidente? El Presidente. Shout out. Had mud tires in the rear, highway slicks in the front. Heck yeah. Yeah, and some big old lights, and I mean, we've got it sunk so bad. That Willard's had to bring a bobcat out to Where get us going? out. Uh, was it in Buford? In Buford, but it was on private property. We were yeah. not trespassing. Okay. <laughs> I tried to cut a donut in a plowed field. <laughs> I just wow. sunk it, it did down. did not work out. So bad that we had to climb out of the windows. Uh, it was raining. It was awful. And I literally, I was like, I'm not done with Jeeps. I'm done with two-wheel drive Jeeps. <laughs> and went up to a YJ from there, and I got enough more Cherokees. I've had a bunch, but... Uh, Anyways, that's what got me in off-road, and that was uh, almost nine years ago now. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Good question. Very nice. Um, I guess, uh, so what funded the idea of it taking it to this level? Because I'm in off-road, mm -hmm. these guys are in off-roading, obviously. So why take it to this level? Uh, is it that much? I mean, we all love it. Sure. I guess the question is, like, why take it to 
I don't uh, mean that in a bad way. No, no, we no, all appreciate what you do. Yeah, yeah. Why, why take it to the next level of like uh, starting my own brand, business, doing the media yeah. thing, all the content? Yeah, so um, I went to school, became well, a Maybe not why, like where did that idea come sure. from? Like, when I, well, I guess the biggest thing is almost everyone in my immediate family is an entrepreneur. So working for people doesn't necessarily work for me because as I'm working for, I'm like, dude, you should be doing this and this and this and this. And it's like, I'm like an entrepreneur. Like I need to like, to like have some control or whatever. And so the whole time uh, that I've worked for other people and even when I was going to automotive school, I'm like, I want to own my own shop. Like that's been in the back of my mind. Then I ran my own shop as a GM and realized that like maintenance, brakes, just basic stuff on minivans and SUVs was boring and that I got into aftermarket and realized aftermarket is a lot of fun. You come in and get a new set of wheels and tires, you leave smiling. You come in and get uh, your transmission replaced or like um, a fuel injection service, you leave with the exact same vehicle that rides exactly the same, but you're $800 in the hole. It's not exciting. Um, there's nothing sexy about getting a brake job unless you're getting like cross drilled and slotted upgrade here in the shop yeah. it's not cool to to get maintenance done and nobody no jeeper i know likes getting maintenance done they want to get the cool aftermarket stuff so i knew i want to open a shop where I make people happy it's my passion and uh, it's a lot more fun it's more fun to do what i do and i just anything i'm really into i kind of go overboard on it um so that's where i'm at i kind of took it to this level now the content thing like the podcast and recording and all that I just felt uh, selfish, like, especially when I was working for JCR, I got to do so much cool stuff. Yeah. I felt like it was it was selfish to not share it. Like, I just feel like I was always posting pictures and people wanted to know more, and I'm like, well, I'll start a YouTube channel. And now, like, people are listening to podcasts, so I was like, I'll do that, and they want to see stuff uh, written, I'll write stuff, whatever. Like any. I, mean, I think for, for nine years, you've, I mean, you've built a pretty solid resume from as far as like yeah wheeling knowledge to building knowledge and kind of everywhere in between yeah i think i think uh you have to to get to like the only way to get experience is to go do stuff so like you can have nine years in the jeeps but i've only gone to like the o'reilly's parking lot meet like all 12 times they did it in a year or you could like say i want to wheel every month no matter what know how hard it is whatever my jeep's broken it's going to take a lot of funds and time and effort to, to get it done um that's what i've done yeah. hard for probably the last four years i'm like i gotta wheel every month at least once yeah. and last summer we did it i think five out of six weekends so every time you go out you learn something new um, at least you should um if it was an easy day, you weren't really wheeling, I don't think. You know, you might have been overlanding, but then you should be learning something about camping or whatever. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate the compliment. I got yeah. two more questions. I'm going to say Boom. one towards the end. Okay. Um, we can come back. We can bump We can around. always do that. So, uh, I guess, like. Hold on a second. We're going to pause the customers here. All right. Sorry, podcast. So, the customer did show up that I was, uh, that I was warning about. He did show up, got a shirt, and we're back. So, question from Johnny. Back uh, something that I think would be pretty cool to, to hear. Um, so, you're always kind of giving recommendations or, I guess, inspiration to your customers. Or, Avery knows this. Or kind of ideas. I've told him this, that there's two things in life you can get from me for free. Only two. Yeah. There's only two. That's a smile 
and advice. That's the only two things I give out for free. Very nice. Yeah. So nice. yeah, I'm always giving advice. <laughs> <laughs> Smile is always a good thing to give. Um, I used to have a hug on there that was three, but I had to cut that out because of COVID. So there's only two. You get a <laughs> smile and free advice. Um, um, mask on. No, I'm not giving you a hug. Nothing. So yeah. you always has anybody's build inspired you've done to one of your jeeps because everybody's coming here getting all sorts of things you mean it's one of my customers builds or someone not somebody that like you obviously follow and you like their build but just like i'm not going to say some average joe one of your customers coming in just like hey i got this idea this is what i want to do to it or maybe you didn't even think about it and it's just like once it's on the jeep you're like that has a customer That's come in I, with an idea that inspired me on their build or my to own build? put on builds? one of yours. Oof. That you haven't already thought about before. That's a tough one. Because that's, that's happened to me here. I don't know if it's happened uh, to you guys. Like, be at the so, shop, somebody's getting something done, and you're like, I like that. The proper way to answer this is most of my builds uh, I've already planned. So, like... I've probably got like four or five great ideas right now for stuff that I can't afford. Yeah. So like before I even bought my Comanche, I was like, there's these three different things I might want to do with it. Before I had the JL, I was kind of like, I want to build an Overland JL and I want to have this stuff. Da, da, da. But my customers have influenced uh, brands and like, and maybe like color choices or like, I'll, I'll bounce ideas off customers. Yeah, so maybe not, I would think that not in a bad way, trial sure. and error, because everybody thinks that certain things look different on their Jeep sure. versus, because you're not going to like everything you put on their Jeep. Sure. And like seeing stuff I put on people's vehicles, I'll get an idea like if they enjoyed it or whatever. But like, I don't know if I've necessarily been inspired by somebody's, one of my customers' build, but they've definitely, I've bounced ideas off them. And they've, and like, for instance, like, uh, I asked a guy about fog lights the other day and it kind of inspired the, the, choice I made on the Baja designs um and sometimes I'll be like should I do this red or all black or and, and I'll ask you guys yeah um running Mambas was so a lot of the products I try to run I do it actually for my customers so like the JL is all cab fab and steer smarts is like the major brand you see on it uh and Fox so that's like so I can display for you what that would look like and then my LJ's um got the JCR products with the rock crawler and then I'm going to probably go a different brand on everything on the, the Comanche. So, like, I can always give you, like, a different idea. Um, we've done high beam lights on on this last one, and then the one before is rigid. So, um, yeah, my customers influence my decisions quite a bit. Uh, but I kind of already have, like, things I really, really want to do. Yeah. So it's hard to break that. Like, even if you guys didn't like it, if I was, like... You know, so, like, you, you plan out your builds. Is it like, I'm going to get, you know, high beam headlights? I'm going to get. I have a book you know, at home. JCR fenders. Or is it just I like, literally you know, have I a... wanted to look like this, and I'm going to, you know, kind of figure out. No, I know down to the T. Wow. I have a book at home. I didn't like, do it like that. I don't know if yeah. y'all did it. I have I a book at home with, like, stickers all over it, and, like, I could be sitting there watching something, and I'll write down, like, this is what I want. I want to add this. I want to do this. I want to You're do. unique. One of a kind, my friend. I love building. Groups. I would say one of a kind. I'm sure there's people out there that do that. Yeah, dude, I was like that when I did my mountain bikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I did really my like mountain that. bikes and I'd buy them from the frame and I'd build it from the frame up and I yeah. knew every component, every color, every detail in that build mm-hmm. before I ever had the first part in my hand. See, yeah. that's great. I always find that a lot of your fun is in kind of the research of your builds. You know, anticipating like I don't like I know I want to get new wheels. 
but you don't know which one, so it's kind oh, of yeah. like that anticipation factor of, you know, I'm looking for the wheel. This is the yeah. wheel that I kind of think I want going back and forth. Because I recently just got wheels and tires, so... Like Rhinos. Yeah, just kind of going through that. Not saying I don't enjoy them on my Jeep now. I absolutely love the way they look, but mm -hmm. it's just like that that build up to like in the excitement to like, oh, those would look so cool sure. or these would perform this way or that way. I'm probably the opposite, like, because I'm into parts so much, I'll see a set of wheels and be like, I'd like to buy something just to put those wheels on because I like the wheels so much. Yeah. So, like, there's some wheels that Mama made. They're, like, polished aluminum, and I've wanted to put them on everything. Yeah. And then I just got that paint kind of dialed on the Comanche, and I'm like, that's it. That's the one. That's what it can go on. Because it wasn't really going to work yeah. on the JL build. And, um, yeah, so I see parts that I want to run and that I think about builds around them. Cool. Last question Kay. is... So local, yeah. With okay, not I mean, because Georgia offers good trails. We have a lot of good trails sure. here, but I want to open it up just a little. So sure. Within three hours, excluding Windrock, yep. What's your favorite trail to go mm. hit? Like if you could go, boom! This is my favorite trail. I'm gonna have the most fun. Take whoever you want. Go by yourself. Where are you going? Within three hours. Right now, I would go to Beasley Knob, uh, but. My favorite trail is currently close. Chimney Mountain <laughs> on the side of Trey is my go-to favorite place to take anybody, anytime, because you can get there in like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, a lot of people run Trey, but a lot of people don't run Chimney, and a lot of people don't run it backwards, so like driving up it from... Going down. Yeah, a lot of people drive it down because it's easy, but driving it up has a couple challenges near the culvert, and those are the places that they've closed it down for because the road's degrading or whatever. But while it was actually legal and, and you could drive it, yeah, may not get to go. Probably yeah. not. I don't know if they'll ever get the funds. I heard from Helen. Yeah, we can dive down it, but they they do two roads a year because they have two crew people, and it's nowhere even on the list. Like Ooh. it's probably four or six years out or something. Um, Unless you want to volunteer. Well, even if we volunteer and put money up, I don't know if government cares enough. Sure. But hopefully, hopefully we're we're that's why we clean the trails. Other than I mean, we want them to be pretty for people, but we want to keep the trails open. So that's. That would be like if I had my choice, like I'd run chimney because you can take beginners, you can take like anybody, and then from there you can go and run a lot of other stuff. You can get to Charlie's in the same day, you can go do yeah. Nimble Wheel, you can do whatever. So, but right now, legal trails, Beasley Knob would be where I take people. Uh, uh, we may have one more guest popping in here shortly, but uh, he'll just jump right onto the podcast. Andrew's here from Good Bros. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of parts for him. Always putting lights on and everything. Yeah, good bro. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I got the good bro koozie. Anyways, great questions. Appreciate so, it, Johnny. Yeah, I want to. I want to get to these other guys. I want to hog all. Of yeah, them, you know? but Beasley not and the and Beasley's open seasonally. But to me, um, the great part is you can pay. You pay to be there. So How much we, is that? Just uh, so five bucks. Okay. Five bucks. It's honor system, so you put it in a box. And um, don't be that guy. It's got a lot of. Different terrains, a lot of hill climbs. It can get muddy, go on a dry day, but there's uh, to me, there's a rock garden section. That's just my, f I could run like run it over and over. So is it's that fun. where you're going to take me to test it? Yeah. Besides Windrock? Yeah, Beasley's fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's the first time me and Brandon run together is at Beasley. Yes, it was. And he brought a Nissan. Nissan Xterra. Uh, <laughs> but he, I knew then he was going to be a good wheeler because he listened to a spotter and we didn't flip it. Even though it was close. Look at Teddy Edge, boy. Stories about that <laughs> and then the great, he listened to a spotter, and then he messaged me after and goes, if I was going to build 
an off-road vehicle for under five grand, which we might have gotten past that. Now. Yes, we have. Yeah. I said build a Cherokee, and so he's, he's built a Cherokee. <laughs> and it's looking great. And he's listening to me. It's looking great. So, Sounds amazing. Dude, we, yeah. we've got about that in parts now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the seat. Whoever asks, asks questions has to sit right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Shelby, you want to yeah. go? All right, come on, Shelby. I know he didn't want to be on the camera, so. <laughs> Welcome to Old Shelves. Hi, guys. That's the Easy, easy. We're, we're live with you. <laughs> All right, so somebody. So anybody, sorry, Chef, anybody that just happened to join us recently, we're, we're actually recording a live podcast, and this is just the filming of that. Come on, Andrew. Good. All the kind of guests come in tonight. We've got the little kids, too. Yeah. So we're live on YouTube and we're filming or recording a podcast at the nice. moment. So welcome, Hello. good bros, Drew. How you doing? Good. Hello. Did you bring strain? He yeah. hasn't smelt it before. We I told just him. Talking about yeah. That's probably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. We have a pile of parts for you out there. I'm excited to install them. <laughs> I'm gonna pause the podcast for a second. All right, podcast. We are back, and um, there's all sorts of people who've just filtered in and out. Andrew from Good Bros is here with the whole fam family and uh, Avery's eating loudly some kind of Chinese food <laughs> and we're discussing whether or not he should get a Kentucky waterfall google it I think he should Shelby's up he's a little nervous and he prepared like no questions before this <laughs> I told him last night he had a five and a half hour drive here today he's got nothing so I can't wait to hear what he has to say to me <laughs> alright so this is more on a personal level when you moved to Michigan were you ever nervous like to move because you know i want to move down here sure that was rough um i i uh, that one i was more nervous about how my family here would take it mm. than i was nervous about actually moving up there because my move up there was i was chasing business i knew i could sell i was going to go into sales wasn't worried about I, the only thing i was worried about in michigan was whether they sold beer or not in like on sundays or they sell liquor in Walmart all day, 24-7. Really? So you, it's a great part about Michigan. And I knew the people at JCR were really great. But when I told my mom I was moving, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. <laughs> and she only talked to me because I saw her at a wedding. <laughs> she had to, I had to sit at the same table as her. Yeah, and we moved in two weeks. I like told them, hey, we're going to move to Michigan. Two weeks later, we lived in Michigan. So like saw her at that wedding. They said goodbye to us, and we went... Like, nobody in my family has ever moved away. We've lived in this town for four generations. So, I promised my mom, my wife, we had a kid. I moved back. And if I was moving back, I was starting to shop. So, that kind of unfolded. But, yeah, I was super nervous just about my family kind of situation. Because JCR made it great. They, like, let me use a truck, a trailer. We found an apartment. Like, ended up buying a house. It was That was great. And the people up there, I would have, I'd still be working there had I not had kids right now. It's a great place. So, but yeah, there's a lot to be nervous about. They made it easier for me than it might be for you moving to Georgia. I don't have a truck and trailer for you to move down. I got well, I got a 16 got footer. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. Hey, uh, Andrew's got you. So yeah, I was a little nervous, but yeah. Well, you can make me a day with the trail team. Yeah, but for real. <laughs> what are you whispering right now? <laughs> I'm a lot of questions, bro. Yeah, you want to come? Wants to come back to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have a question, Andrew? Andrew's been on the podcast before, the Good Bros. He was actually pretty relaxed that night. <laughs> the most vocal of them, but he wasn't even planning to be here. But now he's in. 
Let's welcome him. Hey, did you see what I was rocking today? I do. <laughs> I need to go fill mine up. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole <laughs> six pack right here. <laughs> These came came for a purpose. Oh, okay. I well, one. I got some out there. Let's grab them. Uh, getting something. Anything. Yeah. Hey, do you have a question Little about Jeep Jeeps? Can you ask Brad a question about his Jeep? You can give him one of these if you want. What is it doing? Right now it's just sitting, but this weekend it's gonna be getting muddy. Why do I get stuck in mud? Um, sometimes it's because my tires are too small. I'm trying to be all overland, Brad. Like I'm trying to keep up with trail recon, Brad. So I just got 35. So I should probably get bigger ones. Other times I'm just trying to show off. I go too deep in. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm recovering people, mm -hmm. but maybe I should air down more. I did light bars you before always, I did lockers. You always have to air down before you hit the trail, you know. Got to. And if you don't video yourself airing down, you did you really air down? <laughs> no, probably not. Dude, everybody's talking about, you know, all these small tires, you know, 35s mm -hmm. and whatever. Dude, man, you're rocking old school 33s, man. Mm -hmm. That was the big tire back in the day. Yeah, yeah, right? Dude, high school days, 33s were it, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really around. don't. As of now, until, unfortunately, a lot of the trails are getting rutted out, so it makes 35s and having that ground clearance a lot more important yep. now. Yep. But when it comes to, like, just going out having fun wheeling, 33s are great. Yeah. They, they put it right in, like, the the Jeep's powerhouse kind of power band, so, like, you, you need that torque, it's there, you don't worry about re-gearing, really, for 33s. So it's a good entry-level tire. It's very capable. Uh, you throw the right uh, like tread pattern and compound on, and you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as you pick a good line and have a good spotter. We're gonna find out this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. That's you know. I saw I'm doing 33s on the Comanche, and I'm looking forward to running a lot of the trails in North Georgia that aren't fun on 35s and 37s. That mm -hmm. will be more interesting with a manual. With a truck that has the especially the, the breakup angle, angle. Yeah. yeah, and having the 33s, so it'll make those trails that are like, eh, we've done it before. That's the, that'll like let me enjoy and understand it like all mm -hmm. from a whole new perspective. So um, yeah, maybe I'll go smaller after that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I was watching Fast Road Finnegan today where they took mm. a Miata, put oh, it on sure. 27s. On a four-inch lift. I watched it last lines. night and right. saw the the one with Dennis Anderson. I don't know if you've seen that yet. No, oh. but it started playing, and I was like, Ugh, I got to pause so this good. so I can like, actually pay attention to it. It's great. It's great. I love that show. And that's a Georgia boy, so yeah, absolutely. shout out Finnegan. Hmm? Finnegan's from Georgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's cool. And, uh, so is, I forget the, the, guy's other, the other guy's name. But uh, yeah, like half their cast is like here in Georgia. Yeah, Cotton and whatever the mm -hmm. the, uh, the bold new Cotton. What is that other guy's name? <laughs> but will it pay the off? The other guy <laughs> on Faster and Finnegan looks like a guy that we went to school with. Mm -hmm. He looks just like the guy whose dad worked for Aikens or I forget his name now. Off of one oh of god, now you're putting me on the spot. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I've actually they look talked, the same. I've actually talked to him recently. Yeah, uh, I was going to borrow a Pittman arm puller from him. Mm. But, um, yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks just like him. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, that's not the same guy. That's not his dad or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he yeah. is from Georgia. He's got a dope little uh, Honda side-by-side. -side. And they just featured, that same guy they just featured on the net last Roadkill, um, his Toyota, no, what was it? 
I don't know, some kind of mini truck with a with an LS in it, but they ended up burning. Well, I won't ruin it. It's, it's great. Go watch Motor Trend Channel. I actually called out Motor Trend Channel this week in a post. I'm still wondering why I don't have I a TV that. show. So that's why we're live here for free. Motor Trend, you're missing out. <laughs> so getting getting back to your your questions. Oh, yeah. You have a question? Oh, no. Speaking of the Comanche, yeah, talking about taking it down smaller tires, yeah, wanting to run trails that aren't as fun on large tires. Sure. What's the first trail you want to take it on? Mm, I'd like to take. When it. are we taking it to Moab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, small tires are fine in Moab because you just need traction mm-hmm. uh, and ground clearance, so it'd be fine. Um, that little grassy gap trail. We did a trail cleanup there. It runs around Springer Mountain and goes up to Hawk. So Hawk would be the hardest thing that day. Mm-hmm. Maybe run to Nimble Wheel, like Bucktown. Like I did Bucktown in our Trailhawk, but it had lockers. So uh, this one does have a lunchbox in the rear, but open in the front. So I'd like to run that area. I mean, it's pretty rocky. Um, and I usually drive it fast in the LJ because the suspension set up good, but it's pretty bouncy in the Hawk is where uh, Trail Gnome got his name, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. El Presidente's wife, Nicole, not my wife, Nicole, went full send on gas, aimed straight at Brandon, and Brandon balled up like Sonic the Hedgehog, hit the ground, and kept rolling in a in a motion that uphill, up, rolled uphill, and gained, gained momentum, spring, sprung up like a garden gnome being chased by a little kid, and boy... Up I think you saved your life. It was close. It was close. Yeah. So Trail Gnome is his name. I wish we had that on video. It was such a glorious role. It was the a great part of it on video. That's yeah. true. The very end of it. Yeah. Well, so it sounds like we just need to make sure that every time we go out now, everybody just has like a GoPro like strapped yeah. to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, ca- to capture all of this yeah. footage. Yeah. Yeah, I had like how a, many times we've gone wheeling and something a body cam. Oh, yeah, we've missed like the most epic thing on the trails because dude, everybody else was took filming at that time. Yeah. A line, and all of a sudden she hooked B line, and I'm like, here she comes. I told her I'm like, just stay in it, but she really stayed in. I mean, it ate. So <laughs> at least she didn't stay in it like the poor lady at Windrock. Oh, oh. that red JK. Nashville. That video makes me nauseous. She went viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, there's a girl at Windrock. Uh, was it Red Jeep? I can't remember. Yeah, brand it, it, new it was JL. A red JKU, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And apparently the story is she Pretty stayed. Cheap. Mm-hmm. I guess they were like, slow down. And she went to stomp the brake and she stomped the gas and just launched it mm-hmm. and uh, cracked the axle. And it's that's glad six, that she ended up that's okay. 16, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. That gave me some confidence in the Jeep's that it structure. That it didn't roll and didn't that break it didn't more. roll, right. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, it busted the front end. <laughs> but, but that was it. It could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a 30 foot launch off of a, right? off yeah. of a ledge for yeah. those who haven't seen right? it. Like, yeah. You might control known roll down it. Dude, I might. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> like an armadillo. He would, he would do much better than that poor little dude. Dirty. <laughs> just tuck and roll. Get it towed out. Brandon is more that. structurally sound than the Dana 30. <laughs> oh, I believe that. <laughs> is that what it was? Well, like Dana 60, bro. You're, you're, you're a, a su- tight package. You're a super 60. <laughs> <laughs> Get that rock job. <laughs> Easy on his job. Easy. <laughs> Shut up, <man>. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, I can't wait to get the Comanche out on the trail. Uh, it should be good. I did get on some gravel the other day. Hit first gear and slid the rear end out a little bit. So that was fun. That was good. Shelby, have you thought anything else in this time? <laughs> Are you sunburnt or bashful? He's not bashful. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When you move to Georgia, you gotta have some more questions, man. <laughs> he's got tons. I was gonna go with my messengers and bring up everything he's asked me in the last hundred days. But. Oh, he's gonna have tons of questions. He's gonna be like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> We've camped together, so he knows what's wrong with me. Yeah. We'll be out in the middle of the woods in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go out in the middle of the woods to find out what's wrong with Bubba. <laughs> it, gets, it gets worse than elevation, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. we got 28 more minutes to fill for into a full podcast. So. We can do it. Anything yeah. else, Andrew? Those were good ones. For impromptu questions. Okay. What's that? You just got to think of questions yeah. that, like people want to hear. How many does Brandon have? Yeah. Like, you have a hundred? Uh-oh, Brandon has a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, can, I can bring up old days with him if we need some time to think We don't need to talk about <laughs> Yes, I had a rap group called Cut Squad. Yes. And then... <laughs> Oh, Everyone thought that Coco. Coco. Ask him about Coco. They used to call me Coco. Okay, we gotta have the Coco. They before. thought that I called it Cut Squad because of some kind of violence thing, but I push mowers for a living in the summers, and I'm like, we're the Cut Squad, and I'm out there rapping while I'm cutting your yard. That's where the name came from. But I don't know. They took it as some kind of violent thing. You can't Coco. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Young Co. As I got a little. Put more progressed. <laughs> Once I aged, yeah. I got young. I got bars for days. It's just you know, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Not paying the bills currently. Makes days. Dude, I can go. Oh, I'm day. like Meek Mill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Ghost Rider then? <laughs> Too sure. So getting Uh-oh. getting back to like the Jeep and Bubba Uh-oh. psyche. Yeah, psyche. I, Persona. You run effectively a Jeep shop. It's an off-road yep. shop, yep. but primarily you work on Jeeps. We're kind of biased. So you've had the experience with all of the new product and mm-hmm. everything. What What's your hot take on it? I know you guys have the, the, the Turbo JL. Yeah. Um, how's that stack up to the others? The others? Mm, yeah. That's a hard one. I haven't, I have not yet. I've driven the JT, but I haven't wheeled it. But if I was comparing, like, we can change just, that soon. Yeah. Yeah. I may sh- know where one on 37 is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go for a test drive. Yeah. Um, but if I'm comparing just like Wranglers to Wranglers, when the JKU came out I, and I drove a four door Wrangler, like, wheeled it, I'm like, this is cheating. But mm-hmm. actually having the wheelbase was like, this is. This is actually cheating. Now, mm-hmm. ha- I didn't never... At that point, I hadn't driven an LJ. The LJ's kind of the sweet spot. It's not too big. It feels great. The JL feels... It's got some magic. Where, like, on the trail, it's amazing. I think it's better than the JK in that sense. But my, if I was going to do a negative, a con mm-hmm. to it, it's very disconnected for the driver. So, like, driving on the road, you just don't feel connected. Like, 
Like if you're driving, uh, even the JK, it's got a little bit of like roughness to it. Mm-hmm. This thing, they've got the electric power steering. Everything's smooth. The suspension's smooth. You just feel like almost like you're just floating at all times. And then wheeling, you don't get the same response back. You don't get that same feel of like, oh, you're in danger or you're. Sometimes you just feel disconnected. So that's my only negative part. But the motor, that I don't know. I think the turbo. I haven't driven the diesel. But it's the most fun motor I've owned from Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, fast. it's fast on the road. Um, doesn't compare to like, doesn't really have the low end torque, but it just feels fun, sounds cool. Sounds it's awesome. a blast to drive to the trail. Um, and it gets the power band pretty good. Gets the power it? band. It's a small. It's it's a hybrid turbo. It's a small turbo. Um, but just the way it rides on the road, it's phenomenal. But yeah, it's just a little disconnected. It's not. It's not a driver's car, like Wooly would say. Basically the same kind of argument people have between like your mid-90s kind of sports cars Mm -hmm. to today's sports cars. Sure. You don't have that textile, like that Mm -hmm. tactile feel of the drive. It's more of a a disconnect because of all the the creature comforts. Maybe if you took the roof off and the doors off and went off, like you would get that maybe a little bit more connection. But in a JK, even a JK rides kind of rough. Even on the road, and you, I, I, there's just something in between them that you're mm-hmm. missing out on. Um, the first time I drove one, I was like, it feels like a Forerunner. If, if you've driven a Forerunner, driven a nice newer SUV, in, just driving on the highway, you're like, this is not the same. And I was kind of attracted to that because I'm like, I can convince my wife to drive this every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, and that's what you were buying it for. Exactly, so that it has to fit that so role. It's great for that, um, and it, it works for me. So I'll have the old vehicles that'll keep breaking down that are a manual 4.0 that i get all the feel and response i want and then if we're going a long trip i know that the reliability is going to happen out of this jl and then we're going to windrock this weekend i know that three and a half hour trip mm-hmm. is going to happen it's not i'm not worried about it breaking down if i took my lj i'd be more worried about breaking down before i got to the trail than i would be at the trail so that's my take my hot take on it um i would say if somebody's just getting into Jeeps, go buy a TJ. Uh, YJ, you're dealing with leaf springs and you might get discouraged early. Go buy a TJ. Learn what short wheelbase is all about. Maybe get a manual. Uh, like cut your teeth with that. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want a Wrangler, go get a Cherokee. and Be between those two. Uh, and then work your way up to the four doors. But if you just start straight with a JL and you start working back, you're... You're hugely disappointed. If you start out with a YJ and you love it, then everything else is magic. Mm. Because those YJs, you have to work for it. And then then there's CJ guys screaming at me, (laughs) but I'm not going back that far. Well, I mean, CJ guys, YJ guys, in theory, when it comes to off-roading, they're kind of in the same group. Yeah. When you Um, get back to a CJ, you might as well have like an old Toyota. Or, or, yeah, yeah, I mean, might as well. Um, So, but yeah. I Even if if I was going to go back to CJ era, let's go to full width vehicles and go to like uh a cherokee chief or uh wagoneer or something like that my wife's creeping through the window because she doesn't think she can come in but (laughs) what's up jose ac how are you uh so yeah that's 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 my hot take um would i buy another jl yeah yeah they're awesome because i i enjoy like today i was going to home depot and I'm like, oh, I can take the Manchi, but mm-hmm. that's like in an event. It's a 19-minute event <laughs> to like shift, <laughs> uh, break, oh, condensation, got to wipe it off. The window, they're cracking a little bit, no heat. Mm-hmm. I get the JL, and I'm like, put on my Bluetooth, listen to a podcast. Nothing's going to happen. 
So, I mean, there's, that's kind of a nice. But after if I drove for three days, I'd be like, I got to get in that beater now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's my roots, man. Uh, I can't wait to get my Jeep back on the road. Yeah, miss it. for sure. That's yeah, the hot take. No but way. it makes the new four-doors make it so you can take your kids out. You can do overlanding. You can do rock crawling. Um, rover landing. Rover landing. Uh, over rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Unlock you can unlock it. Yeah. She owns half the company. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's banging on the window. Yeah. Door's locked. <laughs> yeah. I heard a baby inside it. Nothing's Addy. Oh, Addy left. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's other holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Who's next with the question? Brandon. I guess we have 20 right, minutes left. I've been up. Cycle in. I got one more question that, that people need to know. I need to know. They need, they need to, to know this. Uh, yeah. Got to. I know the answer, but people need know. to know. <laughs> it's time to get the news out. All right. So I'm a short timer in the group. So I've been You're with not you. that short. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, short time, but you yeah, got the you, most. Were you combining old timer and short together? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, I just opened the door on that. Right? The beard's so, white, but he's not that old. No, no. What? Forty-three. Yeah, forty-three. I was gonna say he's 24. got twenty-four. That's crazy. <laughs> he's got another forty-three in him at least. <laughs> so. So yeah, I've been with you. What I bought my Cherokee in June, July. We went Wheeling and Beasley. We in did Beasley. You got May. Hooked. You got the bug. Something like that, right? Yeah. Which, dude, I grew up riding four wheelers and ATVs, and you know my mountain bike yeah, yeah, yeah. background with Wooly and yeah. Um, Shout out S three. S three. Yep. So, <clears throat> in that short time, I've had the. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the road with my occupation, so I get to listen to a lot of your podcasts. This man's a boiler, boiler. You want to be a boiler maker, but I'm a, I'm a service technician, boiler service technician. So we do service yeah. and repair on steam boilers and commercial heating equipment. Yeah. So uh, I'm on the road a lot. Right? Yeah. So Bubba told me about his podcasts, mm-hmm. and for those of you that don't know, there's a wealth of information on uh, Jeep and Bubba on Spotify. Um, and iTunes. And iTunes. And, and Rocket Cast and all sorts of places. Just yeah. Google it. It covers a lot of ground, gives a lot of information. Um, he alluded to earlier as far as you wanting to help people and, and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And, um, which I've learned a lot just listening to your podcast, which has been tremendously helpful. Um, but I, I feel like I've also been able to see, to some degree, your progression professionally. Because to my understanding, while even though I've just now come into picture, mm-hmm. you've just now gotten this facility here. Yeah, we're... Okay, you worked out of your garage for yep. a long time doing builds in your garage at your house. Um, but you probably didn't start here much sooner than I came into picture. Yeah, so uh, we're closing in on a year. Uh, like mid-next month will be in a year. We started right in the middle of COVID. Uh, Black Bear just hit its three-year anniversary from the day that we decided to start it, uh, still while I was in Michigan. Uh, but but it was just a website, and then we were doing just like one-off builds in my garage, in my driveway, at my house, with the dream and the idea that uh, that we would get here one day. Yep. And then... Uh, just like magic, we're here. So. so you obviously have a 
insane passion for this hobby, for this industry, for your customers, for your people, if you will. Sure. Um, and I had a hard time coming up with some questions of my own because I've spent so much time listening to uh, Bubba's podcast. We appreciate and it. That gets... Uh, it almost takes you on a personal level just listening to his information on his <laughs> on his podcast, which is really cool. Um, but with with where you've come in such a short period of time, I mean, I show up here to do stuff on my build, and I see jeeps stacked in the parking lot. Some mm-hmm. days are skinny, but most of the time I come in here, there's something going on. You know, I mean, you got a two bay shop and it's full, and you know, you got vehicles in the parking lot waiting to get in the door stack them deep and build them right. cheap. so that being said what is so i had a hard time coming up with questions because oh, sure. of sure. You know, like you said i spent a lot of time on yeah. Yeah. commenting you know to you personally and whatnot but yeah um, and on um, and on your um, uh, your podcast but so i asked my boys uh-oh I asked my boys, I said, all right, so if you had a chance to ask Bubba, you know, anything pertaining to wheeling, this or that or whatever, what would you ask him? And one of them's already been covered. Okay. How long have you been into Jeeps specifically? Yeah. Uh, and you said roughly nine years. Yeah, nine years. Okay. The other was uh, in regards to your shop and your, your business, where do you see yourself Short term, what are your short term goals? Mm-hmm. What are your long term goals? Short term, so less than a year, I'd love to be full time in this shop. So that's uh, right now I'm, I'm basically doing appointment only. So as we book vehicles, we're in here, we're building them. Sometimes we're here till two in the morning. You know, it's just weird hours. And so um, because I'm having to work other jobs to, to make this work. Um, so short term is to get here full time, be here. The basic 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., five days a week, sometimes weekends. We'll see. Um, the, the, that's the short term, basically, because that's going to service my customers the best. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fulfill my passion where I want to be um, in the shortest amount of time. Long-term goals uh, continues with that, and they're pretty lofty. I would say uh, if we're going – in the next five years, I'd like to be in a bigger facility, more bays, bigger retail. I'd love for their retail to uh, rival or, or go past what Forward Parts currently does. Um, that takes quite a bit of capital. I mean, you can have 30, 40 grand just sitting on your floor, plus you pay inventory tax for what you don't sell. So that's hard. Uh, and then to be in more bays, more equipment, uh, road force balancers, laser alignment machines, those sort of things. Um, that, that helps service customers more. Uh, and then beyond five years, uh, I'd actually like to make it where uh, I'm still running the business day in and day out, but I, I have a design where two weeks uh, every two months I leave with my family or I leave with a group of guys and we do major epic yep. trips. So going to Moab for two weeks, doing road trips, doing you know, going to Canada and doing the Trans Canada, you know, like just as much. You know, I'd love at one point to do uh, South America, Venezuela, oh, cool. all the way to Alaska. You got international. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of the stuff I watch on YouTube, and I'm like, I've got to do this. Like, I've got to. If they've been there, I got to do it. Like, I actually want to do. 
the Appalachian Trail, and you can't drive that. And I'm not like the hiking type. But like when I see their adventure, I'm like, I gotta do that too. Like right. I wanna be a part of that. I just wanna be in the woods. Right. Um if I can drive it, that's preferred. Right. <laughs> so with everything that you're entangled in, if yeah. you will, I mean from sure. from your shop that you do currently part time, you work a full time job. Yeah. And, we, and I say air quotes part time. We're still putting in forty week or hours a week. Oh, yeah, I but mean, not, but a weird like hours. like three p.m. to twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not uncommon to see you guys out yeah. here. I mean, just burning a midnight oil for sure. Um, and then back at seven. And then back at seven <laughs> on your day job. That's right. And then going wheeling on the weekends. If I can, and, you know, I've heard you mention. You know, you're in so many different groups on social media and sure. this and that and whatever else. I mean, you were just like so into this. Yeah. How do you keep from burning out? Uh, the what, cool- what centers you, keeps everything real, keeps you refreshed to where you can keep at your passion and not lose that zeal for it? I'm hungry. Hey. I'm hungry. Hey, hey. That's a good thing, right? So there's like the cool part about um, one thing I'm centered like with my family because my family backs me and that helps a lot. I mean, having my family support, I like if I didn't if I thought I was doing all this and then I was neglecting my family or other responsibilities, like that would that would deter. Like I would be like, all right, I'm not. That would burn me out. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the only thing slowing me down is finances. Like you get at some point, like you just can't go out west again. Right. You just can't go to like you gotta you know do that. But like for me. With this particular hobby, there's so many ways you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, there's so many vehicles I still want to build. There's so many trips I want to go. Like, when you look at the list of things, there's, you can't possibly in a lifetime complete all of them. Right. Like, you, let's say you go to every state, well, every trail, there's great off roading in Russia, in South America, in Australia. Right. Like, I'm just thinking, like, that stuff exists. Like, I want to go do it in a. In a Nissan Patrol, right. dude, Siberia's got some great wheels. Something like that. Right. <laughs> First, like out of anywhere in the world, you yeah. say, "I want to real freaking okay. Siberia." Like, <laughs> Ka- I don't know how to pronounce it. Argentina. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan has some of the best wheeling Kazakhstan. in the United States. Yeah, uh, like Pakistan. Borat, yeah, Borat Pakistan, uh, Afghanistan, amazing wheeling, great overlanding. Well, Japan, very rocky Japan has yeah. great. North Korea mm-hmm. or South Korea, not North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, North Korea is probably got some good wheeling. They might have There's good so wheeling. There's so many badge of honor trails in North Korea. <laughs> What's up, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Jesse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Kazakhstan, bug country. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Language sounds like diesel startup. <laughs> uh, just the idea that there's so many boxes I could check off. Yep. Like right now, I'm like, I, I, it started for me, I was like, how much local stuff can I do? And I want to feel like I've done all the local stuff. Yep. And I feel like I've done that. And now it's like, how many badge of honors can I get? Because it's kind of like Jeeps put the the bar up there. Like, can you go and do these places? And it's like, all right, yeah, I want to go. So, so when I like set those boxes, and then it's going to get bigger and it's going to go out. But uh, maybe I'm just weird. Uh, I, I'm a car nut. Like car guy, like I, I could, don't say. I could probably give up on the off-roading stuff tomorrow and just build C10s for the rest of my life, or mm-hmm. like mini trucks. Like I just, 
Like right. tenth grade. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'd like a Honda Del Sol right now. Right. I just want to rip a target top at sixty miles an hour for some reason. Like it just right. sounds fun. And power slide it into. You told me back in the day I could have sold you one. Right. Um, well, thanks to you, I didn't buy an S2000 because I couldn't fit in your car. Because <laughs> I always thought I wanted one of those. <laughs> Um, the funny thing about the Del Sol, though, yeah, it's a very small car, mm-hmm. huge, like cabin space. I've driven Miata the same super way. Super comfortable. Miata the same way. Have and it even has a giant trunk for the size. I want one. Time for a Z3. Uh, mm-hmm. Beamer. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> As a owner, I'm going to say nur on this one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, there is a spare tire in the trunk of a Miata. Are Z- so, are pe- aren't most Z3s automatic? Or like all of them? No, you, no, you, you get a manual. manual. Sure. My grandfather actually had one in a manual. Okay. A lot and of the ones I see are automatic. It was fun. He lived up in the mountains. It was fun just go up to his house, rip it around. Except for the fact that it was a little bit older. And the seats were wore out. So every time you go to brake, the seat tracks would move. Mm. Mm. you accelerate, the seats would move. So that uneasy feeling of just... The car not being feeling planted just completely turned me off of it. It's planted, but you're not. Exactly. And that, that's not what I want to feel. Like, if I'm breaking hard into a corner, I want to feel like that the car, like, hunch down, go in. I don't want to be moving still. No. 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 No, you want halfway through that corner to be like, oh, more power. Mm-hmm. More power. More yep. power. All right, where's the next one? <laughs> so, do you have a favorite build? I mean, you've got, you've been there, you've done that, you've yeah. driven most. I mean, you've got the newest of the new. You've been mm-hmm. XJs. You've been, you know, yeah. you got a Comanche. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. You got your LJ. What's what's your favorite build personally that my, you, you enjoy doing for a customer? Just, mm, my two door JK. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had a sixteen JK. The the way I built it was exactly how I wanted to build it. Uh, I had some help from sponsors to get the parts on it that I normally couldn't afford. Every trail I ran, I knew I was going to do it. It wasn't like there wasn't like a thought, and then and it, I kind of got that like uh, I kind of got that. Uh, I don't know, the persona, like, when we go out wheeling, like, if, if Brad gets stuck, we're not trying it. Because that Jeep just was, like, almost like magic. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, um, it didn't have a Dana 44 at front, but we had 37s. It was Trust. Uh, it had tube sleeves, uh, 513 gears, uh, covered in armor from JCR. I mean, the thing just, yeah, it's in, it's in the office right now on a magazine. It smells like tater tots. It smells like tater tots. <laughs> That's my first, my first magazine, though. But um, the most... The thing with that one is I drove it from Georgia to the Rubicon Trail and did the Rubicon. And the Rubicon was my first taste of, like, West Coast wheeling uh, and West Coast rock crawling. Mm-hmm. And that memory will follow that Jeep. And only sold it because putting car seats in a two-door JK is difficult. <laughs> right. Uh, it is possible, though. It, yes. is possible. it is possible. Uh, that was but the worst thing. <laughs> but our second vehicle was a TJ. <laughs> so, um, so something had to give. So I bought a, a Cherokee, sold that, traded in for a new Cherokee, uh, and that was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. So I do miss that one. Uh, besides that, I usually am pretty heartless when I sell them. It's like I've had my fun with you. 
Right? And gone. gone. Never done that with like an ex girlfriend, but they're like my ex girlfriend. <laughs> right? like, and I I've always uh I've always uh <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted to build an LJ and unfortunately this LJ's been pretty mean to me. So it should be my favorite build, but it's unfortunately not. I, and I'm gonna build another one in the future. It's, it's got too much personality for you. It's right got now. way too much personality. Durham Town, man, I think it's just pre Durham Town. Yeah. I took it to South Dakota, <laughs> and it was mean to me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I ran into a tree. That wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got a rough so we have yeah. we have four minutes left in this podcast. Uh, Anchor only lets me do an hour, so. Um, Johnny said he had one more wrap-up question. Thank you, Brandon, for your yeah, questions. Yeah, I do, I do. So, I don't know anybody that's familiar with Jeep and Bubba or any of his podcasts or anything. He they wraps, all are. Yeah. <laughs> so, he wraps up every single video, podcast, <laughs> anything, with the same catchphrase, right? And I've known him for life. I've watched the same TV show, which is his favorite TV show. Mm-hmm. And then this TV show. Literally my favorite TV show he, of all time. This spokesperson says the same thing. I never Second knew this part of my whole life. Everybody has seen this. So um, I'll let you explain everything. But why in the heck did you choose Eat Your Prunes? Yeah. And why a prune of anything? <laughs> Regularity. Yeah. Um, okay, I got, I got three minutes and I'll try to get it across. Uh... Bob Barker is the best TV host of all time, best personality that's ever been on TV. Regis Feldman, pretty good, but Bob Barker beats him all day. I uh, hope you saw him in uh, Happy Gilmore. I mean, Price is right. literally, Price is Right. Drew Carey tried, not the same. Uh, Drew Carey? Is it Drew, Drew Carey's Drew the guy Carey? now, and he right. still says the same catchphrase. Oh, at the I was thinking Jim Carey. So. No, not Jim yeah. Carey. That would be weird. Not the mask. Yeah. Anyways, at the end of every, pretty much, you know, if I was homesick or pre- before I went to school, and it's still the same way, daytime TV about 10 o'clock, here comes The Price is Right. Yeah. Best show ever. I'm like, that toothpaste is 316! <laughs> and they're like, you know, like, and you're like, I want to win the showcase showdown. But at the end, Bob Barker looks at the TV and he goes, do your best to control the pet population, spay and neuter your pets. I never knew I'm that. like, that's the most random catchphrase to say <laughs> at the end of a TV show, but it caught my attention. So I started thinking, and one day I'm like, I'm just going to throw out a catchphrase. And whatever comes to me, I'm going to say. But I happened to watch, this is super weird too in meta, this Hey Arnold episode one time. <laughs> and this old man was flying away with pigeons. Pigeons were carrying him off. Yeah. And he said, fly towards the sun and eat your prunes. And I just thought eat your prunes would be an epic thing to finish with. It keeps you regular, good in vitamin C. It's got probiotics for your stomach in it. It's the best thing you can eat. It's plums that are... Dehydrated, so they last a long time. It's candy. If you buy Sun Sweets ones, nope. you can take them with you anywhere in your pockets. Uh, kids love them. Old people eat them to keep them regular. Old people, literally. Oh, that's it. <laughs> fiber. I mean, these things are fantastic. You can for find you. them on the bottom shelf at your local grocery store because nobody <laughs> yeah. else gets. <laughs> well, I'll have plenty of them this weekend at Windrock. Just come find me, and I'll give them to you. They are healthy, though. I will say that they are good. I. Start. I will admit, when I started the catchphrase, I'd never eaten a prune. I called him out on that, by And the way. so I've been eating them recently, <laughs> and I actually really like them. And they've been keeping me... I mean, I'm in tip-top fighting shape right now. I will I, say that Bubba has made prog- progression since he started. Everyone in the shop doesn't believe me, but I'll, you set up a fight between me and either Ronda Rousey or a kangaroo, and I'll fight him right now. I'm ready <laughs> to go. That's not me. I, I can't sacrifice another pair of underwear. <laughs> 
me and Andrew wrestled, and I had eaten my prunes, so he didn't know what was going down. Hey, we got 30 seconds, so let's wrap this bad boy up. You just heard 60 seconds of my trail team coming in and out, asking me the questions. It's been absolutely fun. We're going to Windrock this weekend, uh, so that'll be, what's the first day of it? The 20th. So if you're in the area, Oliver Springs, come and see us. Uh, we'll be up there. There's plenty more events, and you want to hear about them. Go to Facebook.com, Black Bear Off-Road, look at the trail team. We've got another event coming up soon, Nemo Tunnel, Dawsonville Trail Cleanup. Last 10 seconds, if I could tell you one thing that can influence your entire life and help you in the greatest way, it'd be to eat your prunes. Hope you have an adventure in your future. I'm Jim and Bubba, and we'll be seeing you.